0: You want it. You need it. It's what everyone's talking about. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Now, here's Kevin. You're listening to The Sports Fix. Tommy, by phone, Aaron and I more than six feet apart in studio and very well uh, cleaned up. Right, Aaron? You hit that hand sanitizer outside the office? Absolutely. Because I had wiped down the door handles. We are good to go here on a Tuesday with truly... An unbelievable amount of Redskins news, including some (laughs) breaking news here right before the podcast that did not come in as I was doing the radio show. But we'll get to all of it. You know, it's funny. I know we talked about this last week, but, you know, when this all started to happen and sports got shut down, everybody I know asked me, and I'm sure you got asked the same question, what are you going to talk about? And I'm like, you know what's funny? It's NFL free agency next week. Unless they shut that down, that would have been the majority of the conversation anyway. You know, Absolutely. So now it's the majority of the conversation plus. And the Redskins were super active yesterday. They made two trades. They made a cut. I've got some interesting um, information that I found out that many of you may already know um, and if you do, that's great. If not, I found it very interesting with respect to the new collective bargaining agreement and the strict rules now in you know that are in play with respect to holdouts. Not as easy to hold out anymore um, per this new CBA. But here is the breaking news, I guess you could say. Adam Schefter put out a tweet about twenty minutes ago. So it goes like this from his agent. Quote, The relationship between the Redskins and Trent Williams has reached a point where it's in the best interest that the Redskins trade or release him. Despite its knowledge... Of the irreconcilable differences, Washington was unable or unwilling to negotiate a trade of Williams. The team then gave Williams and his representatives the right to seek trading partners. Williams' representatives provided the team with trading options, but the Redskins have shown no interest in negotiating in good faith and, in fact, have given inconsistent demands on what it wants in return for a trade. Throughout the process, Williams has maintained his silence and not spoken negatively about the team, nor has he pursued potential legal actions. This seems to be a successful strategy. Players who are outwardly critical of the team do get traded. Of course, that's a reference to Quentin Dunbar at this point. Although Trent Williams will always love and respect Dan Snyder, his teammates, and the Washington Redskins fans, he wants to be traded or released. It's time for the organization to act in a manner that is in both Williams and the team's best interest. That's what was sent to ESPN by Trent Williams' agent, Vincent Taylor. Um... All right, there was a follow-up tweet. Aaron, you read it from Ian Rappaport just yeah. moments ago following that tweet.
1: Yeah, there there are two tweets. One is a, a direct response that says, This is a bit odd. The Redskins have had active negotiations with the team about trading Trent Williams, and the large contract demands have made it difficult to get a high enough draft pick. Those talks have continued recently. Now this... And then he follows up to that. The issue for Trent Trent Williams and the Redskins has been, with him wanting top dollar for a left tackle contract, teams haven't been willing to offer Washington top dollar as far as draft compensation. Usually contract and draft compensation are comparable, but not on this deal.
0: Yeah, and that is um, essentially what Mary Kay Cabot from from Cleveland.com, the the reporter that covers the uh, Browns in Cleveland... Um, also uh, wrote yesterday, she said the Browns are still interested and still a possibility for Trent Williams. But she essentially said, and I'm, I'm pulling it up right now, um, that to surrender a higher pick, they need a more uh, favorable deal. You know, that Trent's asking Price Needs to be lowered, and the Redskins' asking price needs to be lowered, or you know, Trent's needs to be lowered if they're going to give up something close to what the Redskins are asking for, which is essentially there. What what Rappaport is saying, right? The the, the, the he, here I I have the Rappaport tweet now. Um, he is a so th- this was my immediate reaction to this, Tommy. My immediate reaction to this is, you know, it, it's it this Trent Williams thing. Let's not forget these facts. Trent Williams, during his holdout, spoke through multiple surrogates, D'Angelo Hall, Santana Moss, among the few that spoke on his behalf. And they said, it's all about the medical. It has nothing to do with money. And then upon his return, he admitted that it was at least partially about the money. So now his agent, speaking on Trent's behalf basically says the Redskins aren't acting in good faith. It's tough after what we've lived through here over the last year to totally buy anything coming from his camp, you know, on face value. You can't trust it completely.
2: You know, I would think that when this started uh, back with Jason Locasora's fleet uh uh about uh you know Trent hold not reporting to uh minicamp because of uh his his medical issues with the organization I think at that point it probably was an equal amount of medical and money, but now I think Trent Williams is trying to get whole from holding right. out for a year yeah now i think i think the money has, because of what's transpired over this past season, has become the primary issue. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, so I think that Trent is just trying to recover what he can from his decision not to play last year. I think that's what has driven the money to be much more of a factor than it was at the beginning of
0: this. I mentioned that uh, three weeks ago, that if Trent thinks he's going to be made whole for holding out an entire year, his agent's giving him terrible advice. Nobody nobody has or feels any obligation to make him whole for the situation from last year. That's just not going to happen. He's going to get paid for what he's going to provide moving forward. Not for what he lost, or not for what he's been. You know, I think I mentioned this yesterday on the podcast, may have been on radio. Anyone that you know will tell you, in the best advice to anybody asking for a raise from a boss, okay, or asking for a new contract, is not to ask for it based on what you've done. It's to ask for it based on what you're going to provide moving forward, okay. Trent Williams I believe you are right and I believe his agent who by the way you know I I've heard this many times is very erratic and not necessarily what you know a lot of the teams like to deal with, you know, that he's that he's not the easiest of guys to work with, I guess I would say, Vincent Taylor. Okay. I don't know that as fact. I've heard that secondhand from more than one person about his agent, but he's getting bad advice. If he is going in and saying, look, I lost a lot of money last year. I'm one of the best left tackles in the game. You can watch, you know, all of my years previously. I need to get paid X. It's not going to. Nobody is obligated to pay him for that. Nobody's obligated on the on the surface to pay him for what he's done. It's about what he's going to provide his next team. He's got to get I real know. about this.
2: But but you have to understand. I understand where Trent is coming from because he's probably angry, knowing that if the Redskins had if. If the Redskins had not committed front office malpractice and traded him last year when this first began or even before it began, Trent would have gotten the money that that he felt he wanted, and this would have never—he wouldn't have lost money. I'm sure he blames the Redskins, even though he held out. I'm sure he blames the Redskins for his holdout because in his mind, it probably if you had traded me last year— None of this would have happened. I would not have had to hold out to, to, get, to get what I think. And, and, and that's a little bit warped thinking. I, I, I'll grant you that. But there is some validity to it that he, if his anger is, and frustration is over the fact that the Redskins contributed to this mess, he's, he's, he's right about that.
0: Even if you're, what you're saying is 100% true, and I don't think it is personally, it doesn't obligate his next team to make him whole no, for No, it, it doesn't. So no, it it, it's, it's needs, an irrelevant. He
2: needs to move on. He needs to move on from, from you know, he made his decision. He lost money. Uh, you know, it, it's gone. He needs to move on and make the most of what he has left.
0: You know, he made a big mistake last year. At the very least, his agent should have said to him, Trent, report. You're going to be put on injured reserve anyway because of the condition of your scalp right now. But if you report and you get put on injured reserve, you're going to get paid. Like I, that was that was agent malpractice in my view because as it turns out this wasn't totally about principle, right? It wasn't totally about distrust in principle. It was about money. A significant part of it was. And from the Redskins' standpoint, of course they committed malpractice. This is an all-timer. You know, it's up there with the Kirk Cousins handling and a lot of other things that were handled and mishandled over the years during this uh, ownership's uh, era. Um, but from their standpoint, if they really did feel as if they communicated the issue they set up the doctor's appointments he didn't post for the doctor's appointments they were concerned they they feel like they had an outstanding medical staff and it's you know certainly a medical staff I mean this was not a training staff issue you know Larry Hess isn't a doctor he's a trainer Right, so uh, we were always you know going back and forth between training and medical. This was for medical people to advise Trent on, and when he when they 're hearing publicly from. People who are speaking to him and then speaking on his behalf that he doesn't trust their organization and they caused him this near death experience. You know, whether true or not, if you consider both sides, if it's not true, I can see why they were pissed off. I still would never have dug my heels in. Not with this player, not in that situation, not knowing what I could have gotten back for him. And by the way, also having some you know, realistic sort of evaluation of where my team was, which was years away from competing for anything significant?
2: You know, his agent, in a way, uh, in his statement, sort of basically uh, admitted that they made a tactical error when he said, you know, basically the path to get out of Washington is by complaining. Remember, I mean, in that statement, basically, he basically he said, you know, like what Quentin Dunbar did. Yeah. So if Trent Williams had just reported last year, like you said, got on injury reserve and held court every day for the media out there, they would have dealt him. They would have traded him then.
0: They should have traded him just based on football reasons uh, yes, a year ago, January. All this happened. I know, it's just so stupid. Um, Yes. The, um, the, him saying. I mean,
2: think about that. The Redskins would have two number one draft picks. Yeah. In this, uh, in this, I I believe that they would. I
0: I believe that they would. Others would argue with us. But when he, when the agent says, um, Throughout the process, Williams has maintained his silence and not spoken negatively about the team. Well, first of all, that's not true. When he returned, he spoke very negatively about Bruce Allen. Um, right. Nor has he, and by the way, through, you know, surrogates, through, you know, indirect, you know, we heard from people who were saying Trent Williams distrusts the Redskins and the medical handling of his medical situation. So th- that's not entirely true. But when he says... Um, And uh, Williams has maintained his silence and not spoken negatively about the team, nor has he pursued potential legal actions. I would assume the legal actions would be about the medical condition,
2: right? And that's going to come.
0: Yeah, which by which, by the way, ironically, why didn't he then uh, allow for an independent investigation? You know, if he was so sure that he was right on all of this. But besides, I think that's
2: a little bit more complicated.
0: Maybe, uh, maybe. But, but, Especially but if, uh, you if,
2: know, the thing is, in, in that statement, they basically say that Trent took the high road. Yeah. Whether you agree with that or not, he's been in this organization long enough to know that there's only one road to do business on, and that's the low road. And that's the road he should have taken. Right the low road
0: by the way your 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 point that it 's a little bit more involved um would would lead me to believe that they 've considered legal action, who knows whether or not they 'd have a leg to stand on legally. Um, but that an independent league investigation, maybe it's their their investigation and their lawyers that would sort of, you know, bring that case rather than an independent investigator um, to a jury potentially. But anyway, um, he says players who are outwardly critical of the team do get traded. Well, Quentin Dunbar got traded yesterday and he's been outwardly critical.
2: (laughs) TJ Flaringer got released.
0: Right. Um, the part that to me is the response from Ian Rappaport to this is where he says the team gave Williams and his representatives the right to seek trade partners. Williams representatives provided the team with trading options, but the Redskins have shown no interest in negotiating in good faith. And in fact have have given inconsistent demands on what it wants in return for a trade. Now, you know, what it doesn't say is when the, the, you know, they've provided the team with trading options, they've provided t- the team with trading options from teams who have said, okay, we'll pay Trent $21 million a year, but we're only going to give the Redskins a fifth rounder if we've got to pay you that much. You know what I mean? So, if, if if those aren't necessarily true options for the team, that I think with Trent, unlike Quentin Dunbar, are going to hold firm on getting the right kind of value back for this quality of a player. You know, I I, I and I'm fine with that as a fan.
2: Um, uh, I think that's a mistake. I know you. I do. think that's a mistake. Yeah. I mean, if they have to settle for a third rounder for Trent, gone.
0: Mm. So. One of the things, and this sort of dovetails into this... I got a call from a friend of mine yesterday who is, um really understands the collective bargaining agreement. Not When I say a friend, he's been a long-time listener to the show. And um, he said, have you read through the collective bargaining agreement? And I said, I haven't, really. I've just seen sort of the headlines. And he said, you got to read this section on the fines for holding out in the new process for holdouts. And I said, well, can you just tell me where it is so I can go look it up? And so I did. The new CBA makes it much harder for players to hold out. I'm going to read you the section that is totally applicable to, like, a Trent Williams situation or even a Quentin Dunbar situation if he hadn't been traded. A player playing under a contract signed as a veteran who fails to report to his club's preseason training camp on time or reports and then leaves the club more than 5 days for more than 5 days cannot have his fines waived by the team upon return and this is the most important part and will not earn in a crude season for that year So basically what Trent Williams did last year under the old CBA is he reported by the deadline for his contract to uh, count towards an accrued season. So if he had reported by that date, he would have still had two years left on his deal rather than a year left on the deal. Now, if you hold out more than five days or you don't show up to training camp on time, based on those two parameters, you will not earn an accrued season. So if he tried to hold out this year, he'd come back next year with one year left on his deal at $12.5 million. By the way, there's more to this. The no fines, the club can't waive the fines. In most of these holdouts, Tommy, that end with a new deal, more times than not, the teams waive the fines. Well, now the teams are not allowed to waive fines. The fines this year, or and moving forward in this new CBA, are $10,000 more a day, from $30,000 to $40,000 a day. Instead of a five-day week, they count a six-day week now. So it's $240,000 a week if you're holding out, and the team can't waive those fines versus $150,000, which it was on the last CBA, and teams could waive the fines. My point in all of this is that Trent desperately wants to get traded or released because he can't hold out this year. Now, I don't know that he would have held out anyway because sitting out two full seasons really can't help his value next year. You know, even if he had this season count as an accrued season, but he doesn't have a choice now. He can't hold out. No.
2: No, he can't. So what he needs to do, is when the football season starts, go to Redskins Park and make life miserable for everybody as much as possible. That's you, it. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah, you get, that's, that's the way to get out. You that's the way to get out of most places, but particularly there.
0: Yeah, but, you know, when you do that, and we've see, we saw that with Quentin Dunbar, like there's this – first of all, I think yesterday, trading Quentin Dunbar – Cutting Monte Nicholson is what we call now the Ron Rivera culture, you know, culture charge, Uh, and and I believe in this, and I'm all with I'm with them on this, even though I think they could have gotten more for Quentin Dunbar, but Quentin Dunbar sort of devalued himself with the way he handled this. And the Redskins probably could have gotten more for Quentin Dunbar if he hadn't been running his mouth publicly um, and if they had you know committed to trading him a little bit earlier or maybe even waited until after the draft. I don't know. but you know, um, Trent Williams coming in and being a disruptive guy may get aggravating, but it's also going to hurt the Redskins' potential trade compensation for him.:
2: Yeah, I, I get that, but at some point. It will just be. I mean, look. The team has showed traditionally over the years that the way out of Redskins Park is to beat a squeaky wheel. So uh, I mean, that's that would be his only strategy at that point.
0: Yeah, Trent. Even though he wasn't speaking directly, was definitely a squeaky wheel.
2: Yeah, uh- I know. But this what. this I mean. This he'd be right there, front and center. And and his teammates would be behind him. His teammates would back him.
0: Yeah, I, and you don't
2: want to you don't want to start the Ron Rivera culture era with the best player on the roster basically ripping the organization every day in the, in the team headquarters. Well. That's the last thing you want to do.
0: Well, then, then you know, I'd have to read through the rest of the CBA where you could put somebody on some sort of list and force them to leave the building, and you know, and fine him, you know, heavily. I, yeah, I, who for knows? For,
2: for what? I well, for what? Say, saying saying that the, that that the organization is terrible. You can't do that. I don't think that's in the CBA.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, conduct, you know, pers- personal conduct, you know, unbecoming or, you know, impacting league rules would be. I, I don't
2: think, I don't I, think they here's, would the First Amendment. I'll,
0: I'll tell you, here's my reaction after reading this statement from the agent. I dig my heels in. And I'd say, Trent, Vince, go get us a deal that's worth you. Go find us compensation, second-round pick from somebody and we will make the deal. Now, in terms of the inconsistent, you know, uh, when he says, um, when he writes, uh, they've given inconsistent demands on what it wants in return for trade, um, you know, well, that could be something as easy as saying, well, you're giving us Cleveland second, which is worth it. Um, but they, but, but that contract doesn't work, but don't give us new England's second, you know, or Kansas City's second round pick at the end of the, you know, I, I don't, I, it could mean a lot of things. I, I just don't really, my, my personal re my, my reaction, my gut reaction is I just don't trust Trent Williams and his agent right now completely. I don't trust the Redskins, certainly the last, you know, iteration of the Redskins by any stretch, but they've, they've lessened their credibility here over the, over the last, you know, eight months, you know, saying it's all about distrust and medical and, you know, the mishandling of, it, of his cancer and then coming and saying, well, it was at least partially about the money. You know, it's about the money, Tommy. This has been the primary thing with Trent Williams. And so go get the money that you, you know, cut a deal that, that will, that, that will allow a team to give us what we want, and we will do it. But if you can't find a team willing to give us what we want, we're not going to do it. And I would dig my heels in and say, play for us, and we'll turn you loose next year.
2: So you would do the same thing that, that Bruce Allen did.
0: It's different.
2: You got the same thing you're digging your heels in. It's
0: a different situation. You may think... It's, it,
2: you may think you've got reason to, it's, but you're doing the same thing.
0: No, it's but it's a totally different outcome. Bruce Allen would have had a really good outcome for the franchise by moving on from Trent Williams. The Redskins right now are in a position where the outcome of moving on from Trent Williams won't be a good one.
2: No, it won't. So, you, you basically, you minimize it by getting him out of
0: there. No, the outcome being in terms of the compensation. If I were Bruce I Allen, that. I would have moved on because I could have moved him on for much better compensation. Compensation that would have been helpful, as you and I both think. You know, a potential second, first-round pick in the 2020 draft. I would have absolutely moved on. I said I would move on from a second and a th- for a second and a third. But now, who knows what the Redskins damage. are being offered? What if they're being offered a fourth rounder for Trent Williams? You're just going to turn true, him loose? I,
2: yes, I would, because the franchise damaged Trent as much as Trent damaged the franchise.
0: I would. Franchise
2: damaged Trent. The franchise put themselves in this situation as well. And I might want to point out, and I maintain this absolutely, that Ron Rivera might have been able to deal with this early if instead of riding around, you know, in the Super Bowl on Dan Snyder's yacht, he'd have gone gone to Houston, (laughs) met with the the (laughs) most important player on the team, and say, Trent, how can we we resolve this so everybody – Well, he eventually
0: got around to doing that.
2: He never went to meet Trent.
0: Face-to-face, but they talked.
2: But they talked. You know, big difference. He well, could have done the same thing with Quentin Dunbar, too, but he didn't.
0: Well, no, 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 no. that That one may have uh, have evolved differently, you know.
2: Quentin, it may have, but it may have not. Quin- the, the initial thing was Quentin Dunbar was upset because nobody had reached out to talk
0: to him. Well, and that was that in was January, initial, you know, a couple yes. of weeks after he'd taken the job. Like, hey, chill out, you know, Quentin. They'll get around to you. Like, to me, oh, okay. Quentin Dunbar and his agent could have gone to, to Rob Rogers and Kyle Smith and Ron Rivera and said, hey, welcome, we're so excited, um, we just want to, you to know that we're very interested in talking about a contract extension. We know you're busy, let us know when you're able to sit down and do that. Rather than... You no, know, my
2: new coach, I'd rather have my new coach who's trying to change the culture, Ident- I should have identified before he even took the job, the players that he's going to want there, yeah. and, and and go and meet all of them.
0: Well, maybe you know, he
2: had enough. He had enough time for a vacation when he was fired.
0: Yeah, he he was on that boat as we learned for at least a few days. Um, you know, you know. By the way, you would have been on that boat too. <laughs> no, listen. Let me let me put this out right now.
2: On all the criticism I've given Dan Snyder over the years. Let me just say this right now. Mm-hmm. If he, if he would treat me like one of his toys that he likes to, likes to have,
0: Oh, you'd at eat Red it Kent all up. Park,
2: I would be there in a second. <laughs>
0: you'd eat it all up. I'd
2: be there in a second. So the yacht rides, the, 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 the trips to con, I take it all. So if you want to shut me up, Dan, that's the way to do it.
0: Um, he'd enjoy your company. I think, um, <laughs>
2: We're cigar smokers.
0: Uh, So here's the last thing I'll say about Trent Williams before we get to some of this other stuff. If I'm the Redskins, I would at least, at the very least... I would dig my heels in until after the draft. Look, there's nothing going on right now. There's no football activity. There's nobody in the building. There's nothing going to be going on until well after the draft. After the draft, teams that didn't get the left tackle, that may need a left tackle, may be in a different position to offer more to Trent and to offer more to the Redskins. I would not do this deal now unless I'm getting what I want. That would be my position. After the draft, if... You know the only offers out there come from teams that you know, you know, just uh, that, that they're still not very good offers. Then maybe you know I would seriously contempl- you know consider, consider, you know, for the purposes of this culture change to move on from the people who don't want to play for me. But Trent Williams is a different cat than Quentin Dunbar. Quentin Trent Williams Trent Williams is worth no less than a second round selection. No less. And I'm not giving him up for anything less than a second. I'm just not. You know, somebody is going to, somebody recognizes Trent Williams at much more so than Quentin Dunbar as a top 10 worst case left tackle in football. And if they still have a need before the draft or after it, they're going to come up with a second rounder. Now the second rounder after the draft is going to be next year's second rounder I, re- I realize that or, or they could trade uh, a player for Trent Williams afterwards, but um, I'm not, I'm not taking this as a threat from Vince Taylor and I'm not caring okay. what they're, what they're accusing me of, of being right now. I, I'm not. Yeah, that,
2: that that That's pretty tough. Let me put another, a couple of scenarios to you in light of the world we're living in right now should be on everybody's mind. First of all, what if Trent Williams has to go on injured reserve at the start of the season as well because of, of, of his condition? what, what if they can prove that it, it, he can't play uh, until he's fully healed or whatever, and then the Redskins have to pay him for a full season, and he never plays. Here's another scenario. There's this thing going around.:
0: By the way, the by the way, there was, there, there was a report over the weekend, and I can't remember who wrote it. That Trent Williams has been cleared medically and is ready to play football. He had to sort of make that very clear to all of the teams that were expressing interest in trading for him. But go ahead. Okay,
2: here's another. Scenario. So let's
0: discount that. That's okay, that's we'll not just, a possibility.
2: We'll, we'll, we'll discount that. Right now, in, in, in this atmosphere, if you're the Redskins, what if Trent Williams all of a sudden gets the coronavirus? How are you going to trade them? You're stuck with them.
0: Well, doesn't everybody have that problem right now? Yes. How, how, about, the players that have, what, how about the players that have signed new free agent or have committed to free agent contracts can't sign them yet because they haven't passed physicals. And they may pass a physical today, but th- two months from now, they may be sick for all we know.
2: Yes. Yes, I, I know that. But, but you don't have that situation with this guy right now. I mean, you have an opportunity to, to, to get rid of him. My point is, everybody should be operating from a conservative point of view when it comes to business. And and right now, given what, what uh, the Redskins' situation with Trent, rather rather than hang on to a player who doesn't want to play, the smart conservative move is to send him out of town.
0: Um. Yeah. I'm. I want to send him out of town. I just don't want to set him out of town for anything less than what he's worth. Uh, I don't. um, but, and I think that there could be opportunities, and you may be right, you know, waiting, you know, brings risk. waiting perhaps brings reward too. And you're not, you know, other than these occasional statements from you know, his agent, you know, by the way, I don't know what the reaction of Redskin fans will be to this statement. I'm going to guess that most Redskins fans have had it with Trent Williams now. Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, I'm, not, I, saying, I agree I, I'm not saying had it to the point where they're just ready to give, it, give him away. Had it to the point where it's like, you know what? You messed with us a little bit here over the last year. The Redskins need to get proper value for you, period.
2: I agree. I think that most Redskins fans are sick and tired of Trent Williams and are not on his side in this.
0: Because in many ways, Tommy... It's a little bit reflective of his character from this perspective. It was about money. He wasn't big enough to tell us that it was about money. Um, And you know what? He lost. He lost big time. He lost $10 million plus by holding out. And by the way, it was stupid what he did because he could have been paid given that he had legitimate reasons to be put on injured reserve last year. That yes. was bad advice, you know? So, and, and, again, I'm not taking the team off the hook. I suggested long before we heard anything about his scalp that they should have traded him when the season ended. I would have traded him. I would have traded Kerrigan. I would have eaten all of the Alex Smith money. I would have blown up 2019 to get prepared for 2020 and beyond. You know, I would have blown, I would have fired Gruden, fired Bruce, all of that. But, you know, they thought they were, of course, close. All right, let's talk about some of the other things that happened um, yesterday. Um, Let's start with Quentin Dunbar, since it sort of uh, is more applicable to the, the Trent Williams news. Quentin Dunbar gets sent for a fifth rounder to Seattle. By the way, I think it's like the perfect team for him. You know, when you think of Seattle corners, you think of taller, rangy, longer armed, you know, playmakers. And that's what Quentin Dunbar is. Quentin Dunbar in my view, and Cooley said it on the podcast, he's not a number one. He's a definite starting corner in the NFL. He's a number two corner. Of course, on this team, he was a number one corner, and maybe on a couple of others, he would be the number one corner. But on most teams, he's like a number two corner. He's a legitimate starting corner. He's done a hell of a job turning himself from a wide receiver into a corner. I think he's going to be perfect in Seattle. Um, Beyond that, I just didn't like a fifth-round pick. I think that for a starting corner, you know, you know, even if he's a number two corner, you should be getting back a third, no worse than a fourth. And I'm not – look, I'm not sweating this. It's like at the end of the day, who really cares, you know, fifth-rounder, fourth-rounder, you know, um, I, I liked the, him as a player. They have a need at corner. Um, they're not, you know, in the fifth round, they may get his replacement, but it was more likely they could get his replacement in the third round. I just would have liked more. I think it's reflective of Ron, Ron Rivera saying this dude's really gone about this the wrong way. He wants out fine. And maybe them evaluating him as, you know, this guy is a, is a good player. He's not a great player and he's a starter, but he's just barely a starter So let's move on from him and not have him in his you know every you know every week tweet or public um, disclosure of how unhappy he is and how much he wants to be traded. I just would have preferred more.
2: That may be, and and, uh, yeah, I think everybody would have preferred more. But uh, the Redskins should be in the business of collecting draft picks, even fifth round draft picks. Remember, Josh Norman was a fifth round draft pick in in Carolina.
0: Right. We we so, can go through. Uh, it. I mean, it goes both ways. We can yeah. go through all the fifth rounders that were great, and all the fifth know, rounders that. that weren't. Yeah, it's the just draft. Just like any other draft. Pick. Yeah. Just like exactly. any other draft. Pick. With any other team it's too.
2: Always, it's always hit and miss. Right. So, uh, I just think they need to be in the business of of collecting draft picks. This is why they need to trade Trent and get a third rounder if that's all they can get for him. So they have a third, another third round draft. Do they, do they have a third-rounder?
0: Yeah, they have a third-rounder. They don't have a second-rounder. Yeah. Okay, I take so two-thirds two for Trent. I wouldn't take one-third for Trent. Two-thirds so, would essentially the second. So I have no second.
2: problem with, with the Quentin Dunbar deal. And, again, I mean, you got to have, at least for now, at least for a season, you have to have the leap of faith that the people in the building now know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, well, I certainly trust Ron Rivera and Del Rio on defensive player evaluations. You know, an overall evaluation. I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not unhappy about the Quentin Dunbar thing. I just don't think they got back enough. That's all. And I think it was another situation where they potentially could have waited and maybe gotten a little bit more after the draft. Now it would have been for next year's draft. You know, the 2021 draft. But whatever, I, I, that one's not going to keep me up at night. If you trade Trent Williams for a fifth rounder or a fourth rounder, Uh, it's going to be, well, we'll look back and no one will be able to debate that Bruce Allen fucked it up 20 ways, um, to Sunday. Uh, and, and he's already done that. Um, and it's one of his all time big screw ups. Uh, you know, Kirk cousins was obviously a major screw up, whether, whether you liked Kirk or not, you could have gotten a first rounder from San Francisco for him by trading him. Um, so and I think you could have gotten a first rounder for Trent had you been aggressive early on. I agree. Um, so now we get to the Kyle Allen trade, and I'll just tell you up front: I love I love this trade. And I brought Kyle Allen's name up multiple times when we were talking about the different, you know, options that they would have at quarterback. You know, the guy that would be brought in to start. The guy that would be brought in to be, you know, uh, competition, but also could be a backup, like Mariota. A guy that was truly a backup, like Matt Moore or Brett Hundley. And Hundley re-signed with Arizona. Um, but I had mentioned, you know, look, look out for a guy like Ryan Allen, because even though he's a restricted free agent – He's familiar with these guys and the guy can play. He was pretty good, but Carolina re signed him. They signed him to a one year deal for for 2020 and then they traded him yesterday to the Redskins. I love the deal for um, many reasons. Um, Number one, part of my thinking, Tommy, about the Cam Newton situation applies here. To me, he can play he knows the system there's not going to be much of an off season and therefore you have to prepare for that when you're a new coaching staff implementing a new system to have a guy that started 12 games for you last year you know um he knows the system cold I believe this is Dwayne's job to lose. And I think the signing of Kyle Allen, other than, you know, versus like the signing of a more established veteran, um, means that it's Dwayne's job to lose. But I think Allen is solid competition in this very unique offseason of, of not having an offseason more likely than not. Um, some of you said to me, well, why didn't you just wait for him to be released because they signed this XFL quarterback that Matt Ruled coached to Baylor? and i said well you know you could have risked waiting for him to be released but it's also possible that another team could have opted not to wait and traded for him and then waiting for him wouldn't have worked out he played well in several games last year he proved he could do it he knows the system he is a solid backup worst case and he fills a significant need i think he's a good player tommy um i Went back last night, and I watched multiple games on the All-22 uh, access. Some of them were the were the game broadcast games. But this is a guy that proved last year that if you've got a running game and you've got the right system for him, and he's, he's not Aaron Rodgers, okay? I'm not suggesting that. He's more of a system guy. But if you can run the football, sort of like Alex Smith to a certain degree, to be honest with you, if you can run the football and you've got good balance, he can do it. He can really do it. This is a dude last year that was five and one at one point, you know, as a starter. You know, he he won five of his first six games as a starter in the uh, the game that they did and played well in almost all of them. And the game they didn't win was on the road at San Francisco, where they got blown out by the best defensive team in football, you know. And then he had a game at Green Bay. Do you remember that game the Panthers played the Packers, Aaron, in the snow at Lambeau in November? Remember that big-time snow game? Yeah. He was so good in that game. I went back and watched. The statistics are not going to do it justice. He was super competitive, made big plays to keep them in the game. They lost the game. Um, But I went back and read some quotes from players after that game about him, from his team. Um, This was Gerald McCoy, defensive tackle, talking about Kyle Allen. He's more athletic than people give him credit for. He's so poised, he's not rattled, to take a rookie quarterback and put him in that environment that we were just in in Green Bay. The weather conditions, the stadium everything and for him to have the poise he had on that last drive I've seen veterans crumble in that situation there was an 18 play drive at the end of the game where they scored and then they had to convert an onside kick but he made a bunch of plays on the drive Norv Turner said about him Kyle impresses us with his demeanor and the way he plays he doesn't change he doesn't get all hyped up when he gets in there Uh, Christian McCaffrey said he's a heck of a quarterback. He's undrafted. That's the only negative thing you can say about him. You look at the seven to eight starts that he's had. He's been very good. People aren't giving him enough credit. I'm telling you, this is not a guy that's coming in to be the starter. This is a guy, though, that will provide good competition be a very good backup and in a pinch if they only have limited time to prepare for a season next year if there's a season he can play and if it doesn't work out with dwayne he can play i i, I love it for a fifth rounder i was surprised at how many Redskin fans said fifth rounder for that guy watch him play you know they know this guy i i, I loved i loved the the move what did you think
2: Look, I thought it was a good move as well, uh, but it creates the illusion of competition. It doesn't create competition. I mean, you said he's not going to be the starter. Yeah, no. So if you already say he's not going to be the starter, there's no competition. Well,
0: wh- my, I think that this is Dwayne's job to lose, and I don't think Dwayne's going to lose it because I like Dwayne. Okay, that's what I'm saying. You, when you say it creates the illusion of competition. Yes, more so than if they had signed Matt Moore or Blaine Gabbard. I think there's like this, this separate category for Kyle Allen. Like he's not Teddy Bridgewater who would have been signed to be a starter. He's not Marcus Mariota who would have been signed to be a legitimate competitor, even though he could have ended up being the backup. Kyle Allen, because they know him, and because the offseason's going to be so unique this year, more likely than not, provides a way for Rivera and company to say legitimately To the public and to Haskins, look, our guy knows the system. He started 12 games last year. He won six games as a starter. That's more than the Redskins won as a team. It's more games than you won, Dwayne, so you better get yourself ready. So I think it creates the illusion, and the illusion may be all they need.
2: Oh, come on. There's two categories right now on the Redskins when it comes to quarterbacks. Those who Dan Snyder picked in the draft and those who Dan <laughs> Snyder didn't pick in the draft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. I mean, and they were not going to bring in a quarterback, you know, to humiliate the owner by bringing in a quarterback that could actually compete with, with, with Dwayne Haskins and beat him out. Okay? They weren't going to do that because that would humiliate the owner, and they weren't going that, that wasn't going to happen. So basically still we are operating under two categories. Dan Snyder's quarterback and the other guy well, and this look I think they made a good deal I, I, I think this guy is, is everything you said uh, and I think you know they're lucky to have him particularly in, in what will be a shortened preparation time uh, but I don't think Dwayne is worried I don't, I don't think Dwayne the, the number seven Dwayne Haskins is not worried about the number seven Kyle Allen I, I, nor saw, will he I saw you about tweet
0: him. out Kyle Allen number seven that was funny. Um I um even if you are right and I don't agree with you on that. I think Ron Rivera's got some control right now. And I think if he had wanted to bring in uh, a legitimate starter for next year, I think he could have done it. But again, let me be clear on this. I think that conversation uh, Hold on, on hold, what? hold on. I think that conversation was was long ago had prior to Dan Snyder hiring Ron Rivera. Okay. So Ron Rivera said, I like your guy. He's going to be our starter. We're going to bring in some competition for him, but I like your guy and I like your roster. If he had said, I don't, I can't tell you that I'm going to start him. I don't think he would have been hired. So that's, you know, I don't think it's, you know, Ron got hired and then decided I'm not going to embarrass the owner. The owner doesn't want me to sign somebody else. I think that all took place before he was hired.
2: But Okay, there's two, there's two worlds then, just like there's two categories. There's two worlds at Redskins Park, and Mike Shanahan found this out. There's a the conversation that you have with Dan Snyder when he's trying to hire you, and then there's the conversation you have with Dan Snyder when he, when you're his, yeah. When you're his, property. Well,
0: Shana t- Shanahan didn't con- have Shanahan didn't have a favorite player of Snyder's. To I know that to, you but, know, but Jay Gruden did. Con- Jay Gruden did
2: different different conversations.
0: Yeah. Well, again, I think Ron Rivera because he had options. Um, what was not going to be offered the job and wasn't going to accept the job without a lengthy conversation about the roster and the quarterback in particular that would be my guess now maybe he was so naive he didn't even think to have that conversation i can't oh, I imagine they that's had the true
2: conversation. Yeah. i think the conversation though as as time goes on it's meaningless
0: okay um well the conversation Can't be meaningless now because Dwayne Haskins hasn't taken a snap from center in a game coached by by Ron Rivera. Your your theory, um, you know, plays out at the end of in the middle of next year when Ron Ron Rivera says to Snyder, "Our guy, he can't do it." You know, it's the Jay Gruden dilemma. He can't do it. We're going with Kyle Allen, and Dan Snyder says, "The hell you are." You told me you you like Dwayne and you can make Dwayne go, you know work we're, we're we're playing this thing out in the same way that Gruden had that problem. Gruden said I like your guy, we can make him work and then when he realized what he had to work with and by the way I'm not comparing RG3 to Dwayne Haskins. <clears throat> I don't think there are comparisons. Haskins is a much more refined, you know, talented um, you know, NFL style of quarterback than RG3 was. But back to what I was starting to say—that even if you were right and I agreed with you about the two situations, right? You that you're either you know that Dan Snyder. What? What? what how did you lay it out the two situations with Snyder in in a quarterback?
2: Well, basically, there's Dan, the quarterback that Dan Snyder picked in the draft, and then there's the other quarterback.
0: That's it. Okay, so even if they're dead set on this guy, it's a slippery way for Ron Rivera to get a guy in there that can really push, um, help as well because he knows the system, and provide for maybe an answer down the road if Dwayne doesn't work out, but a definite competent backup, a guy who's played. A couple of other things on this. I don't understand... um, the reaction that I got from a lot of people about I'm sick of the Carolina movement, you know, the coaching s- staff, you know, the, uh, the front office guy, Rob Rogers, some of the players, Thomas Davis, etc. cetera, um, Kyle Allen now. I'm so sick of the Carolina movement. It's so lazy, somebody said to me. I don't really understand that. If you look at the history of coaches going from one place to another, successful coaches, Parcells. Parcells was the king of bringing guys with him. You know, whether it was a giant to the Jets or the Patriots or the Patriots to the Jets, however that worked. I can't remember how it worked exactly. Parcells always had key players that he could trust, that he knew, that he brought with him. I don't have any problem with this. He's not bringing guys that can't play. He's bringing guys that can play who also he knows and he can trust as he's, by the way, going through a culture change. The Redskins won three games, people, three. They are, right now, until another game in the NFL is played, still currently one of the worst, if not the worst franchise in the entire league. Dan Snyder is still the worst owner, until proven otherwise, in the NFL. His franchise was in need of resuscitation. Who cares if Ron Rivera thinks some of his old players can help resuscitate the franchise? Who are we to question that? You know, I like Dwayne. I'm rooting for Dwayne. Um, But they're probably not sure yet. You know, I mean... Ron took the job knowing that to be a good coach, he needed to change a 20-year dysfunctional culture. And there are things about Dwayne from afar that you've pointed out, Tommy, that are at least, you know, eyebrow-raising, you know, whether it's the uh, uh, Theismann jersey number or the league done messed up or the marketing company or the clothing line or, you know, not just the clothing line, but marketing is clothing line in season – um, you know, the tweeting out of, of recruitment for guys like Diggs. Like, hello, you know, why would why would a, a guy who started seven games be recruiting players and assume those players would want to play for him or with him? Like, I like Dwayne. There's a lot to like about Dwayne. But <clears throat> you can't, I can't, and they can't be totally sure at this point. They've talked about commitment with him, leadership, providing competitive competition. I think Kyle Allen's going to do that. I don't care where he came from. I think it's better that he came well, from Carolina.
2: Well, there's going to be some blowback on this Kyle Allen deal based on the news that Adam Schefter just tweeted. Panthers are expected to release quarterback Cam Newton today. Right. Well, Redskins fans are going to say, why would you have traded for the back a fifth-rounder for the backup in Carolina when Cam Newton was going to be a free agent the next day.
0: Well, because Cam Newton makes 90, $20 million a year and is coming off an injury, okay? <clears throat> and if you sign him upon re- release, you, 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 you're, you're you're signing him and you're taking his new contract. You can renegotiate a new contract, but he's he's he still has a contract in the NFL. Am I right about Listen, that? D- uh, no,
2: I don't think so. I don't and think he's so. He's Uh, relief. You know, you're not obligated for
1: that. Yeah, I don't think he goes on waivers. I don't think the
0: contract
2: stays,
1: yeah. No, I mean, you can
2: negotiate.
0: I think if you you claim him off waivers, you are claiming his contract. Just
1: like Todd Gurley's contract didn't roll over to the Falcons. He got a whole new contract.
0: If you're not claimed off of waivers and you become a, a, a free agent, then you work out new deals. I'm pretty sure if you get claimed off waivers, okay, that right. you're picking up that contract that right. existed with yes, that last if, team. If
1: you pick them up off of waivers, that's yes. what I'm saying. But no one, right? But no one's going to do that.
0: Probably not. But you're you're asking me, you're you're asking me what the big difference is. The big difference is, well, here's no, I'm what. Not. No, I'm, hold on, for, I'm a hold on is, for a second. Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. What I'm saying is, you don't you don't Redskins know that.
2: Fans, Redskins fans, are gonna are gonna rightly say. Why did we make this deal when we couldn't negotiated a deal with Cam Newton?
0: Yeah, but that's what, a legitimate but what I, concern. Okay, but what I'm saying to you is there is a chance he could get, get claimed off waivers. Maybe teams weren't willing to trade for Cam Newton, but they're willing to tr- to take him for no compensation other than his contract. Okay, so then you are talking about that amount of money, which really the Redskins can't afford at that position. Secondly, you're talking about a guy that's injured. Thirdly, you're talking about a guy that would come in and would be deemed to be the starter. And maybe that's not what Ron Rivera wants right now. All that is true. Yeah, so... I'm
2: saying that... That would be my answer. Okay, that's good. That's a nice answer. It's a bad look.
0: It's not a bad look. First of all... Well, for the people that want Dwayne Haskins to be the quarterback here next year and start sixteen games, they'd much prefer a fifth rounder for Kyle Allen than Cam Newton, you know, claimed off of waivers. Because if you, I think think that
2: group is, I think that group is a lot smaller when the choice is Cam Newton or Dwayne Haskins.
0: Um, first of all, we, we had heard from the moment that Cam Newton was made available via trade that the Redskins were not interested. You know, I think there's injury concerns with Cam Newton. You know, he's got a shoulder injury. I didn't say
2: it was a smart deal. Yeah. I'm just telling you what the reaction
0: will be. Uh, I don't – it wouldn't be my reaction. It wouldn't be my reaction that, hey, we could have gotten Cam Newton for nothing and we gave up a fifth for Kyle Allen. You know, if you told me that Cam Newton's completely healthy and that Ron Rivera really thought that Cam Newton would fit perfectly and he doesn't have any faith in Dwayne Haskins, then I'd be upset. But I don't think that that's true. I think there's health concerns, and I think that they do believe to a certain extent in uh, in Dwayne Haskins ability and that they want to see this right out again what are we talking about here if you believe that Ron Rivera and Dan Snyder had a conversation about the direction at quarterback before you know Snyder offered the job and Rivera accepted it then Rivera made at least a commitment given that he was offered the job and he accepted it to trying to develop Dwayne you know for the long term Now, you could make the argument that Cam's a short-term solution and will be helpful to Dwayne, and this is the right thing for Dwayne. I guess you could. But, you know, there's also a lot of issues regarding Cam Newton and his desire to play football. There were a lot of questions about that last year. He's not as, you know, for for the Redskins, yes, because of the coaching staff. But to me, Jameis Winston is much more attractive than Cam Newton if I have a quarterback
2: need. I agree with that. I'm just telling you there's going to be blowback now on, on the Kyle Allen deal, more than there would have been since Cam Newton uh, will now be available. My next question is, can we, can we finally wrap up the Alex Smith story, or is that going to continue?
0: Well, I think this is indication that Alex Smith isn't, um, you know, when you, when you trade a fifth-rounder for a quarterback, he's going to be on your roster. And if you trade a fifth-rounder for a quarterback, he's going to, to, at the very least, be your backup. Okay, so Alex Smith is, yeah, he's out. Now, the, uh, the other question would be, does this mean that there's now no chance that they take Tua at number two?
2: I never thought there was a real chance.
0: I don't. I didn't either. I would say to you that I don't think that this would, if they were really interested in Tua, I don't think that this would mean that they would be completely out on Tua at all. Because Tua may not be ready to play next year anyway, may need a year. You know, um, the, uh, but, but I don't think they're going to take Tua. I think they're going to take Chase Young. You so no do I. I also don't believe that the trading of Quentin Dunbar increases the probability of, of the Redskins trading back. Many of you tweeted that to me because, oh, they've got now Anita Corner. They've got all these needs. and No, they're not passing on Chase Young. I think there's an 85% chance, if not higher, they're taking Chase Young at number two. Why? Because he's the, clearly the best player in the draft. And to Tommy's point, which he's made several times on the podcast, you've got a a head coach in Jack Del Rio who's a defensive guy. You've got their number one coaching staff hire, Jack Del Rio, who's a defensive guy. Actually,
2: the head head coach, you made a mistake there, Ron Rivera. The head coach, Ron Rivera, and then the defensive guy, Jack Del Rio. What did I say? You said Jack Del Rio.
0: Twice? Yeah. Oh, I meant Ron Rivera. The head coach, Ron Rivera. Yeah. Let me throw out one other thing on Kyle Allen. I threw this out, and I got a bunch of tweets from people saying, you are insane. Don't be surprised if the Redskins—I don't know this. I'm just guessing because this dude has a one-year, $695,000 contract right now. Kyle Allen. Don't be surprised if the Redskins extend Allen and give him a contract extension. They traded a fifth for him. He is a backup at the very least for a couple of years they would want him to be. They know him. They like him. They believe in him. He's got one year. Um, You know, don't be surprised if they, you know, I, I know that there was this process with Colt McCoy going year to year, but Colt McCoy actually really hadn't proven what Kyle Allen had proven last year as a starter you know, Kyle You're Allen right. probably proved more as a starter last year than Colt McCoy ever did. Um, and, again, by the way, I want to make sure I'm clear on this. I know Kyle Allen had some very bad games. I watched them. And when they couldn't run the ball, he held on to the ball too long, got sacked too much, and threw some terrible balls. He did. But his good games, really good games, to me showed a guy that in a in a certain system with a running game can be really effective, really effective. Um but I wouldn't be surprised if they give him an extension. It's not going to be a big extension, but you know what you have to do with quarterbacks that you think you want around for a while? Sign them early, not later. Um, he has one year left on his deal, um, and wouldn't it just wouldn't surprise me. You now, Some of you would say, well, if they sign him to a contract extension, that means they, they think and they're concerned that he might have to start games. Well, he might. He might have to start some games.
2: I might, okay, I want to get back to this, because I think this is going to be a touchy issue. Do mm-hmm. you think they've had a conversation with Alex Smith about about trading for Kyle Allen and, and Alex Smith's role with the team moving forward? Because Alex Smith, as far as we know, has been operating under the premise that he's going to come back and play.
0: I don't believe that he's been operating. I think he's been operating under the premise that he wants to – work and train his way back into being able to play but i don't think he's going to play and i don't think that he believes that i don't think it would be in the best interest of him or his family to play
2: so what's the point of coming back
0: to try to play he's a professional competitive athlete getting himself back into condition to where he can play gets him back into better condition for life I mean, he's got a goal oh, there. He's so got a goal think, to get no, to get into oh, shape so this, that he can play. I don't know if he'll ever a achieve: real, it.
2: Stre- this is a real stretch.:
0: Well you for are you going it would deep, be.
2: You are going deep into Alex Smith's mind and, and determining that all this all this uh, these videos and stuff and all this talk about Alex Smith wanting to play again, it's just motivation for Alex Smith to be the best Alex Smith he can be in life.
0: Well, physically, yes.
2: Okay, I just want to remember, uh, remember everybody, that's what Kevin said.
0: Yeah, well, wh- I don't, why would that be such a crazy notion that, you know, he, deep down in his heart, doesn't want to put his family through the risk of of playing football again, um, and he certainly earned, you know, m- enough money to retire and not play. But as a competitive person and as a professional competitive athlete, He's going to work himself back into the best possible shape physically for that leg that he can get back into, and maybe the goal is putting himself into a position where he could play if he chose to. Why is that crazy?
2: Because why wouldn't he have said that? Uh, I, think he
0: said that. I think he has said that. No, I think he has. No,
2: I think I think he basically he said he he wants to play again.
0: Well, I think if you watch that that you know the the the. Um, e60 thing with uh what's his face in that you know uh, hour-long program i think i came out of that with sort of a recognition that alex smith knows deep down that it's probably a long shot that'll ever play but he's working towards it anyway
2: long shot is different than desire if he wants to play it doesn't matter if it's a long shot or not that's a big difference from what you're saying Uh,
0: look tommy I'm not in his position. I didn't almost lose my leg and lose my life because of a football injury on the field. Maybe what his feeling is is it's day by day, and I'm working my back way. I'm working my way towards being able to play football again. And if I can't play football again, the process of working my way back towards it what, you know is a good thing anyway. But maybe the goal is to be in position to play football again. Okay? I'm not saying that that's not the goal.
2: And maybe to get paid. Again? Yeah. I mean, what are they going to do with his salary? They're just going to have to pay him, right? No matter what.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to pay him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's due. (laughs) Hold on. I was sort of getting...
2: 19 million or something like um, that?
0: Well, it's more than that over the next... um, Alex Smith's contract.
2: Look, I don't think you should play and i I think he should be moving towards life without football, but nothing he's it, and nothing he said has indicated that's his where his mind is nothing
0: seventy one million dollars of the extension was guaranteed okay so twenty twenty he's earning twenty one point four million dollars twenty twenty one Um, he's earning, um, potentially up to $24.4 million. The out going into 2021, they could get out of it and lessen the dead cap money moving forward. But the bottom line is 71 million of the four year, $94 million extension, um, was guaranteed for injury. So there you go. Um, not a bad gig. I mean, well, 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 let me back up from that. What he went through was a terrible gig. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he, you know, I don't think he's ever going to play football again. I think that those are the odds. Wouldn't you agree with it?
2: I don't think he is either. But I'm, I'm, I'm much more curious than you are about how this is going to unfold, since that's also Dan Snyder's buddy too. Yep. You know he's got he's got two quarterback buddies.
0: Well, you know what? It'd be interesting. Um, I'm not suggesting that you're completely off, that we get some sort of story here at some point that says Alex Smith was really upset with the trade for Kyle Allen, that he he's under the impression that he's going to be ready to play football when training camp starts and uh, be a legitimate competitor to Dwayne Haskins, worst case a backup to Haskins. You know, maybe we will get that story. I don't know. Uh, maybe Maybe he is so bought into this – in in you know as a competitive athlete to getting himself ready that you know that he believes that this is going to happen maybe he does and kudos to him maybe it's the only way to approach it to get back to you know 100% physically maybe i don't know i i i don't think i think well let me just them trading for Kyle Allen your original point basically means that they're not expecting Alex Smith to be ready to play football in 2020.
2: Right. And yeah. that, that's, that's, that's a reasonable, intelligent viewpoint moving forward. Isn't it amazing that a team that is so bad and has been so bad over so many years can have so much quarterback drama when they never have had, they haven't had a quarterback over that entire twenty years. Not one, really. <laughs> not a one. And yet no, every they, year. They, did, they, did, have a, they did have a
0: guy that set seven franchise passing records. You may have heard of him and maybe you remember him. I, I'm not gonna I think most people remember him. If you if you don't, he plays for Minnesota now.
2: Yeah, but they've never really had a quarterback. Never did. Over this whole but even that was was it, what was it they
0: had a quarterback okay, okay they had they had a top 12 type of quarterback
2: on oh, their team I thought
0: he was i thought he was top 15. okay so top 12 to 15 okay. they had a top half of okay. the league starting quarterback which is really what you need in the NFL if you want to have a chance they had him and maybe you know better than just top half. I mean, come on. I mean, look, even if I weren't a fan, I would acknowledge that they had a competent quarterback here from 2015 to 2017 for three years that was better than anything that they've ever had other than had they continued with Robert Griffin III playing football the way he played football in 2012. I would concede that him playing that style of football, which he didn't want to play, with that coaching staff would have been exciting to see. You know, maybe yes. it wouldn't have lasted because he was c- clearly injury-prone. You know, he was very breakable in the way he played and the way he ran and the way he was unable to avoid contact. Okay,
2: so let me amend my statement. They've never had a quarterback except for the glorious Kirk Cousins era. <laughs>
0: that's that's much better put. Okay. They had Brad Johnson. Shouldn't have got rid of him. No. No. But yes, That's but clear. but you know what, Tommy, most losing franchises have had major quarterback drama over a long period of time. They've had the drama because they haven't found the guy. And they've been bad, so they've had high picks and generally right. picked a guy
2: yeah. who they thought creates yeah. more
0: drama.
1: Yes.
2: I think the Redskins have more than most.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we just live it um, much closer. I think Listen. we're much closer Listen. to it. Listen. Yeah.
2: We created a drama out of John Beck and Rex Grossman.
0: You created the drama.
2: Okay, so so let me just point out, if yeah. you can do that, I don't think any other team in the league could do that.
0: Yeah, that was an interesting drama. I don't know. I mean, if we thought about it, there's probably been some dramas in Cleveland and Oakland and, you know, Tampa and, you know, other bad franchises I mean, M- over Miami the
1: Miami had a drama between Josh Rosen and Ryan Fitzpatrick this year. Yeah. But nobody... Yeah, but
2: at least at least people thought Josh Rosen could play. Yeah. Nobody thought either of those guys could play except for Kyle and Mike.
0: Last thing, last thing on the skins yesterday, they they cut Monte Nicholson loose, which you know is another clear reflection of Ron Rivera wants to change the culture. He also maybe uh may be injured um and unable to pass a physical. Somebody told me that, but the bottom line is he's had too much off the field drama. Speaking of drama, um and they're not they're not they're not rolling with those cats. And by the way, Tommy, you know, just as an aside. I mentioned this sort of subtly last time we did the show, I think. or Maybe it wasn't with you. You know, one of the reasons they signed J.D. McKissick and one of the reasons they would have been interested in Kenyon Drake is culture change, you know? And Darius Geis has a lot of talent. He's also very injury-prone. He's barely you know, – he's been available for them. But, you know, there's probably something there that, you know, isn't necessarily – uh, what they want. Maybe anyway, I, I I'm guessing, I'm just guessing, but we're seeing Monte Nicholson. We're seeing, you know, um, uh, uh, Quentin Dunbar. Uh, we're going to see a move, hopefully a moving on from Trent Williams somehow for the right compensation. You know, he want he's, he's got the challenge in any coach was going to have it coming into this thing of not just being a new coach, implementing his new system, um, but trying to change twenty years of dysfunction—it's hard. You know, everybody's had that challenge, and nobody's been able to succeed with it. But at least nope. I, I like—I like his mindset. I don't like what they got back from Dunbar, but if he doesn't want to be here, move on from him. You know, tr- get, do your best to move on from Trent Williams. Move on from Monte Nicholson, who's had a ton of issues off the field. You know, the fight, the DUI, the, the tragedy with his girlfriend in his townhouse, which I know that, you know, he was not culpable for. He wasn't charged for. Um, but, you know, they're moving on. They signed Sean Davis, a much more reliable guy, even though he was injured last year. For my money, though, not as talented as Monte Nicholson. Nicholson, if he can get his act together and get with the right team, has a lot of talent. Um, I do believe that, Um, but if you know, we've seen the NFL discard people that can't get their act together, um, you know, whether they have talent or not. Um, You know what? What
2: the aura of self destruction is undefeated.
0: Yeah, or winless. Um, Yes, undefeated would be the right way to put it. But but the result of the aura of self destruction has been not many wins over a long period of time. All right. Uh, one more thing, because Aaron and I, Aaron and I are going to get to the to the Team Nine Eighty um, Ultimate Sports Star bracket and update everybody on it in a moment. But but Aaron and I found late last week, um, it's the 15 year anniversary of the Office's debut today. Um, we all three of us love The Office, um, and they put together a 32 team bracket. NBC did for all of the all time episodes. Have you seen it yet or not? No, I have not. It's actually, we we had a lot of problems with various episodes being matched up against other episodes, but they have gotten to the championship of it all, and it's the dinner party, which we both predicted would win. Um, the dinner party would win. And it's, uh, the, the opponent in the final is Stress Relief, which was a great episode, too. Um, Stress Relief, by the way, beat the Dundies. In one semifinal, and dinner party beat the injury. You know, George Foreman grill episode. Oh yeah, um, yeah. In the other semifinal,
2: <laughs> the dinner party for me is it absolutely yeah.
0: dinner dinner party. I think was a, a, a prohibitive favorite going uh, into it. Uh, they haven't named the winner yet, have they, Aaron?
1: Not that I've seen.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. The winner's still to be named, I guess. Um,
1: I just watched a bunch of reruns yesterday.
0: Yeah, what'd you watch?
2: On the Comedy Channel. Uh, they, they 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 run them like two or three days a week. They oh, run yeah. about 10 or 12 different episodes. Yeah, that's not going to
0: last for much longer when they, you know. I um, know. I uh, know. What, wh- where, where are they? I, I, every once in a while when it's on, I turn it on too. Um, even though it's much easier to watch it on Netflix. Um, but what what episodes were they?
2: Well, actually, it was it was like t- transitioning back to the beginning, but uh, I, I know everybody, nobody particularly likes it when when Steve Carell left. Uh, but I love the Robert California character.
0: James Spader was James awesome. Bader. He was awesome. Uh, he was he, he was, was tremendous. He was so good. I love yeah, those episodes. I love that character. Me too.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I think a
0: lot. I think, so a, lo- I like I think those, a lot of people Michael stopped watching. Episodes. I'm sorry, I thought a lot of people, yeah. I think what you said, I think a lot of people stopped watching when Steve Carell left the show after Season 7, but James Spader's Robert California was phenomenal. Phenomenal.
2: Yeah, I highly recommend those.
0: Agreed. So those were the episodes yeah. you were watching yesterday? I thought you said it went back to yeah, the beginning. You
2: know, Oh, you know, well, then it went back to the beginning. Oh, it was okay. like a transition. I don't know what kind of order they were in. You know, one episode, I'm curious if it was in the 32, was uh, – when uh, Charles, the new uh, manager, oh, yeah. came in, yeah. and uh, and basically got Michael Scott to quit, yeah, uh, and Jim, how 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 he wore the tuxedo in <laughs> to, 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 to the office that day, right. And everything he did was wrong, and Dwight turned out to be uh, his his pet. Right. Uh, and that I, I love that episode as well. One of my favorites.
0: Right. Until, you know, and, and of, of course, um, you know, Michael Scott then creates the Michael Scott paper company, which yes. is hysterical, you know, hiring Pam as a salesperson and bringing Ryan back, um, which, of course, was a disaster. Um, but Jim gets the last laugh because, for all intents and purposes, he ensures that the acquisition of the Michael Scott company happens, paper company yeah. happens, and makes sure that Charles understands at the at the very end that Dwight was actually the dum dum, and he was the <laughs> smart one,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, great episode. I was was that were any of those episodes in there?
1: Uh, I believe broke. So I think that was the last one where they did uh, reacquire it. I think that was the uh, season five episode twenty five. That was on there, but lost in the first round to safety training.
0: Safety training was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was golden ticket on there? Golden ticket was not on there. That's one of that is one of the best Steve Carell episodes ever. When he comes in. Like he is, you know, Charles from char, you know, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory guy. Um, yeah, that was awesome. It, Willy Wonka. I was blanking on the name. He, he comes in playing Willy Wonka, and that, that was great. That was awesome. Um, all right, enough on this. Uh, you're out. We're, we're going to finish up the show talking about this this other bracket, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. Okay, boss. I'll see you. Nothing about gout today, which was awesome.
2: No, nothing about nothing about nothing about Corona or gout.
0: Exactly. All right, see ya. All right, let's get to um, what we were telling you about yesterday which was this bracket that the Team is doing and you can access it on the Team 980 Twitter uh, account and Team 980 app and the Team980.com and they played out the first round uh, yesterday. Um, uh, the, the first four. Oli Kolzig knocked off Howie Kendrick Christy Tolliver knocked off Kevin Durant um Allie Krieger knocked out Jaime Moreno and and Charlie Casserly knocked out Boomer Esiason by the way Boomer Esiason tweeted about this yesterday Aaron he tweeted when he saw that this was going on and he was in a first round first form matchup he just said about himself he's a has been exclamation point with a laughing emoji and a turtle emoji Boomer was such a good quarterback in college. Um, but anyway, the first-round matchups are now going on, and you can vote for those um, uh, at, again, Team980 on Twitter, Team980app, Team980.com. And to me, Riggins and Portis is the most interesting of these first-round matchups. Just to see, Riggins should advance. He's obviously the better all-time player you know, um, in, the, in the organization, but... A lot of young people may be voting for somebody else. I'm going to update you right now on where the voting is because I've got access to it right now. And so do you if you vote. It'll, it'll pop up the current voting on all of this. Um, Scherzer's destroying Brenda Freeze in the first round. Jacoby's having his way with Elena Deladon in the first round. Elvin Hayes crushing Ken Houston. Uh, surprisingly Backstrom on top of Izzo the higher seeds are winning Thompson over Rippon John Thompson Frank Howard's actually losing to Bobby Beathard okay? um, Dixon's getting beat by Theismann that was the first round matchup you were interested in uh, Daryl Green annihilating Casserly Sammy Baugh annihilating Phil Chenier Manley annihilating Mike Gartner Sonny Jurgensen crushing Barry Trotz Charlie Taylor losing to Brian Mitchell this was your prediction Yesterday, mm-hmm. that B. Mitch could make a run. Wes Unseld against David Mar- uh, Davey Martinez. Unseld's winning that matchup right now. Strasburg's beating Doug Williams. Uh, Morgan Wooten's beating Bobby Mitchell. Alex Ovechkin easily right now, and Riggins is crushing Clinton Fortas. Wow, how about that? Doesn't surprise me that. Much. Not really. I guess. But it's 89% to 11% right now. Um, Allen Iverson, we both predicted, could make a run. He's beating Elgin Baylor in a 14-3. And Sean Taylor crushing John Lucas, not surprising. And Gary Williams crushing John Wall. Katie Ledecky rolling over Josh Gibson. And Braden Holtby is crushing Bryce Harper. Yeah,
1: I was about to say that. That one's not surprising. Again, this is a popularity contest, so...
0: And in the other uh, bracket with Gibbs, all of the higher seated uh, people are winning right now. Um, so there you go. Uh, why did why did it show that Oli Kolzig advanced over Howie Kendrick? It looks like that that was the opposite result. Um. Anyway, uh, perhaps some, perhaps the management of the bracket not totally accurate right now. I'll check on that after the show. Uh, What else do we have? That's it. The Olympics canceled for 2020. They're looking at 2021 now. Everybody knew that was coming. And we won't spend any time today talking about what was, without question, of all of the uh, task force press conferences. Yesterday's, last night's, you know, hour and 45 minute uh, saga uh, was the most cringeworthy of them all. Um, That's my view. Just... Just a just a viewer uh, watching it, and the networks were so cringed out that they dumped it, um, which is unheard of in a crisis. Anyway, uh, Fox didn't dump it. They did not dump it. They stuck with it. Uh, everybody else dumped out of it. Um, all right, that's it for, for today. We're likely back tomorrow. There is a chance we won't be back tomorrow unless there's a lot of Redskins news. We're definitely here Thursday and Friday this week. Wednesday is one of those days where if there isn't a lot of news, we will potentially during this time take one day off um, a week, but not likely, but just occasionally. All right, that's it. Enjoy the day. Stay safe. Stay healthy.